0: Are you ready? KZN's number one hit music station, East Coast Radio. I've learned about something incredible coming out of the Western Cape. It's a trilingual dictionary which translates cops to English, to Afrikaans and it's the first of its kind in the world. Yep, the first time that a cops dictionary is going to be created. It's a language from the Western Cape with origins stretching back to the 1500s and is certainly something that's been misrepresented throughout African history and underrepresented as an important arbiter of culture and identity and a determinant in the shape of the country that we live in right now. So I wanted to find out more. To give us some insight, we speak to someone who's directly involved in the project.
1: Um, my name is Professor Adam Hart. I'm a professor of media studies at UCT and also the director of the Center for Form and Media Studies at the University of Cape Town.
0: Professor Hobbs says that part of the project is intended to repurpose the way we imagine language, that there is not one particular form that takes preference over the other, and that CARBs has been denigrated an inferior status because of a political agenda during South African history.
1: We were taught that Afrikaans takes a particular form. So what we are taught in, in school and when we consult a dictionary and these grammar textbooks, that is Afrikaans, and oftentimes... Uh, taught us as um, speaking as someone you know who went to high school in the 80s you must speak proper Afrikaans this is the proper way to speak Uh, these are the pronunciations oftentimes the version of Afrikaans that we were taught emphasized its Dutch inheritance so there were certain words that have Dutch origin and certain pronunciations uh, imagine my shock when I did go to the Netherlands and started to interact with professionals who were Dutch speakers, they spoke Dutch, you know, the way in which they spoke was very, very different to Afrikaans at any rate. I think there was this construction of Afrikaans as savour, as pure, as proper, um, that served the the purposes of, of the uh, of the National Party, but more broadly speaking, the purposes of Afrikaner nationalism. So, in the early 1900s, specifically from the 1930s onwards, the Afrikaner Nationalist Project looked to construct white Afrikaner identity as separate from English, you know, uh, in white English identities. Uh, Afrikaners obviously saw themselves as, as being colonized by, by the English, and they needed to construct whiteness in a way that was different from other Africans, A. Uh, other African identities, but also to separate them from 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 the British. The, the, the issue with this is if you look at how our own Afrikaans teachers oftentimes denigrated the way in which people from the Cape Flats, for example, spoke, it was either you know, referred to as Un must you must speak proper Afrikaans, you must speak Saver Afrikaans or that the ultimate denigration is whom base Afrikaans. So if you speak Khoembea Afrikaans, it is not respectable. It's not going to get you a job. You're not going to do well at school if you speak Khoembea Afrikaans. But what does Khoembea mean? It means it literally refers back to a time where enslaved people, uh, you know, enslaved Africans and enslaved people from Southeast Asia who were brought here against the world, brought to the cab against the world during the colonial era, producing a language or a version of the language so that they can understand each other, but also their slave masters, right? This is the kind of language that was developed. That is one version. So that's what that means. Literally, you're in the kitchen working with the help in inverted commas, and you're developing this language with right? And so literally, Kumbhese Afrikaans refers to that. So how does Afrikaans go from that to this notion of purity and properness? So obviously, a version of Afrikaans that is constructed was really just about constructing, it served the political objective right and so the version of Afrikaans that we are stuck with today the official version you might say is an appropriation of of a clear sort of process um people like Quentin Williams who leads this dictionary project uh, associate professor Quentin Williams from UWC you would say actually no you know carbs coheres before Afrikaans coheres if Afrikaans took shape under uh, Afrikaner nationalists, you know, from the 1930s onwards, um, what, what was it before that moment of appropriation? And so this is why we refer to it as cups, because it was a version of, you know, so-called Afrikaans that predates that the the, the Afrikaner nationalist project, and, and that is what we're calling Cubs.
0: When I heard about this project, I imagined that it would be quite a difficult process to get right because of the fact that CARBS is a living, dynamic language, much like every language is, but in creating a dictionary, one would need to be quite attuned to the fact that it's likely to change over the next couple of years, as all languages do. So I asked Professor Hobbs about this and how the team looked to tackle the process of documenting a language that is living and breathing and evolving all the
1: time. Well, that's exactly the the thing about about doing a project like this. I I know some some colleagues uh, had reservations about this because, you know, languages live and and things shift. What carps is to say to the generation of Adam Small certainly is not carps today, you know, Um, especially as people travel, um, depending on where you are in the country you know, your linguistic sort of practices will, will differ and cultural practices differ. They are not cast in stone. So how to capture this without, uh, attempting to sort of essentialize and concretize things that doesn't respect the dynamic nature of it? Um, that, that is the challenge, right? You could end up doing the work of fervour by saying essentially in concrete terms, this is black, this is white, this is, you know, whatever. And that's, that is the sort of tribalization that that Pirut wanted us to buy into. You know that you know these essentialist categories and boundaries around what is Sutu or Swana or Zulu and so on and so on and so on. Um, we need to be careful not to reinforce that essentialist way of thinking. And 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 Quentin Williams's approach as project leader is to work with hip hop artists. Quinton and I um, know each other because of our, our common interest in, in hip hop scholarship. Um, His PhD was in hip-hop. I was the first person to do master's level research on South African hip-hop. And I was interested in language. I was interested in how hip-hop artists were validating Black modes of speech and how they were using multilingual strategies to express themselves and to validate young, working-class Black youth, right? And so what hip-hop always does, hip-hop is always intertextual. Hip-hop isn't this purest form when you say, this is jazz, these is boundaries around jazz, and you must use the major seven and dominant seven chord and the uh, you know, you know, dominant seven flat five, and you must use chromatics here. These are the rules of jazz. Actually, y- even as I say that, I know that's nonsense because jazz is also about breaking rules and about crossing boundaries. Hip-hop continues that, 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 um, that love, that passion for transgressing rules. So, jazz actually breaks the rules of classical music. Hip hop takes that further. Hip hop artists, when it comes to lyricism, they do that with language. They're always breaking the rules. They're always crossing over. They're always intertextual. And so, the, the, we're going to be using largely, but not exclusively, hip hop artists' work as a kind of an archive to look at how they've innovated the language, how they've transgressed boundaries, and how they also assist in archiving certain idiomatic expressions, certain metaphors, uh, certain, certain terms and you know, c- c- certain terms of phrase. Um, so it's it's quite a, you know, it's gonna be an exciting project. It's gonna be incredibly educational for us over the next three years.
0: Alright, using hip hop to construct a dictionary, I think that I am sold, and it's a very positive news story coming out of the Western KPNs South Africa. Thanks to Professor Adam Hobbs from UCT for his time, and all the best to the team on this exciting new development.